Welcome to Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omni. Oh my God, how consistent are we? <laughs> we are so consistent right now. Welcome to this wonderful podcast where we will help you make sense of all the craziness that's happening in the week. Of course, of course, it's going to be straight talking. Of course, it comes with an advisory warning because some of the content might trigger you, perhaps, if you're that way inclined. But also, I've got an amazing special guest. Now, Afshan isn't here today because we want to keep things fresh and new. So we've got a new guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Oh, my God, there's two guys in the podcast. <gasps> what about our gender quota? I'm joking. We don't have one. So today's guest is none other than Elijah Ajiwan. Elijah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, thank you for having me here today. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Elijah. It's my pleasure. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. So well, well, do I introduce yeah. myself now? Yes, you need to tell us who you are, because folks, right now you just sound like a like a um, a black man uh, speaking into people's ear. Oh, okay. So as Mac mentioned, my name is Elijah. I'm part of the modal team at the Common Sense Network. I am I am the editor um, for North Thirty or of North Thirty. What's North Thirty? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Um, North 30 is a list of um, 30 trailblazers under the age of 30 years old who are killing it across a number of industries. And the reason why we're doing this um, is just to change the perception that to have a successful career in any industry, it could be the arts, um, it could be in finance, that you have to be in London. And uh, with North 30, um, the Common Sense Network is challenging that perception. Okay, wow, sounds like a very good initiative. No doubt we'll, talk, we'll speak about North 30 in a little bit. But before that, guys, just some quick headlines for you. Uh, we'll give you an update on Trump and Ukraine. A second whistleblower has come forward to essentially corroborate what the first whistleblower said. We know last week on this podcast, we let you know that the Democrat uh, have started impeachment proceedings, which means they want to bring a set of legal charges against the President of the United States who sought um, help from the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, essentially asked him to investigate Joe Biden, who will be running against him uh, in 2020, uh, in, in order for him to release some aid money that, that had already been approved by Congress. So we got a, a second whistleblower's claim. We'll talk about Brexit. I know, I know everyone has Brexit fatigue. However, we are being told that this week might be the last week Boris Johnson has to get a Brexit deal. And lastly, we'll talk about the Amber Geiger case, which pretty much lit up Twitter, I think, last week. Everyone had a piece to say about Amber Geiger and, and, and uh, who is a, a woman who shot dead um, uh, a man who... <laughs> It's actually quite epic if you try and understand what happened. Um, I was just reading and I was just really, really shocked. But essentially, she was sentenced, Amber Geiger. She's an ex-cop, sentenced to 10 years for murder. And essentially, she killed uh, Bo uh, Botham. I think his name is Botham Jean, uh, who's 26 years old. Um, after she, mis she mistakenly thought she was in her own house and he was an intruder. When really he was in his own house having ice cream, so we'll talk about the reactions to that trial. Obviously, some some amazing things happened in the trial. Um, one was uh, uh, she was hugged 
and forgiven by uh, the brother of the man who was killed and also by the judge and lots of behavior was displayed at that trial that people felt uh, 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 that they weren't happy with. So we'll talk about that in full. Of course, we're going to have a jargon buster for you where we'll break things down. We'll talk about North 30 a bit more. And of course, we'll talk about, uh, did you see this? Now, I'm aware that you know, we are new to this podcast game, but we need your help to share this podcast with people. So if you enjoy listening to it, I, I think you can uh, screenshot or share um, this podcast on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Snapchat. That way we can invite more and more people into politics, into current affairs, and of course, into common sense uh, thinking. Uh, so please do that. If you haven't done so already, uh, do it now. Just click share right now. And of course, we want this to start a conversation. So if you're listening to us and you use Twitter or you use Instagram, the hashtag for this podcast which i've never told you it's a shame that no one really knows the the hashtag but the hashtag is ltcs which stands for let's talk common sense so if you want to say something if you agree with me or you agree with elijah or you disagree you can go online and let us know by putting essentially hashtag ltcs and joining in the conversation this podcast of course is brought to you by the common sense network a bipartisan news network that creates spaces I forgot what we did for a minute there, Elijah. <laughs> we create spaces for opposites, folks who disagree, who don't see eye to eye, to come together and to discuss their differences and to and hope that they might learn from each other. I know that's so radical, isn't it? Anyways, that's where we are. Now, before we get started, I just want to say a word about this Amber Geiger situation. You know, it's really, really interesting. Uh, of course, I gave my take on, on Twitter as well. Uh, the the brother um, of um, of of Botham, whose name is I think Brand Brandt, B R A N D T. Not Brandt. Brand. Uh, you pronounce his name. He he, he forgave uh, this murderer, quite frankly, and he said, "I hope you find Jesus." So he kind of outed himself as a Christian, and then he asked the judge, "Can I hug her?" And the judge said, yes. Yeah. So he stood up and he hugged, and he hugged the, the woman. And it was a really powerful uh, moment. People were crying in the courtroom. Everyone. There was, no, there was no dry eye. Right? And I said myself, as a practicing Christian, I said, you know what? This is a really powerful picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? He just forgives her, even though she's clearly in the wrong. And she has no grounds for killing him. And it was powerful. However, however. In a famous old maxim, justice must be done and justice must be seen to be done. And whilst the behavior of the brother of the gunman, both of them, we can't really explain and he's, he's well within his right to do whatever he wants. The behavior of the other people in office, in that courtroom, was quite frankly unacceptable. We had a police officer fixing her hair. I mean, I watched the video in shock and disbelief. She stood next to the girl and she was fixing her hair. Just making sure everything looks good. And the, and the girl was sniffing. You gunned somebody down. That's not the time to fix your hair. All right. The judge herself came down. I forget her name. She came down. And, and again, she hugged this murderer. And she also got a Bible out. And, and and started reading scripture. To the, I just I was just I, I was just I couldn't help myself from thinking: Is this a parallel universe where after killing somebody, you get a you get a you basically get a hairdo, 
<laughs> and 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 some scripture. I mean, that package sounds pretty good, if you ask me. Doesn't sound like something you get after you kill somebody. But there you go. I just think his behavior, amazing, wonderful, powerful, emotive. But their behavior, unprofessional, and quite frankly, below their office. Now, what do you think, Elijah? Well, it kind of makes me wonder, because initially, um, Amber, is that her name? Amber Geiger? She got um, charged with manslaughter. And um, there was, you know, protests in the city, demonstrations. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. So black American Twitter or African American Twitter, they were they were not pleased at all. African American African American Twitter. Twitter. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, black Twitter was not happy at all. So it just makes me wonder, if this case didn't get as much media attention as it did, would the judge have acted that way? Um, knowing that all the cameras, um, knowing that this is going to be a topic, of, a topic of conversation immediately after she was sentenced, would the judge have acted um, in such a way? I don't know. Um, it's not my place to say. However, I do feel that the, the lights on the camera definitely impacted her, um, her decision making. And I'm with you. Um, when I take off my Christian um, glasses, um, what the judge did is just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Well, you see, I, so, okay, well, I, I don't want to ever take off my Christian glasses. <laughs> Personally, you shouldn't. I like them. But, you know, but I do think, though, even as a Christian, you can say that, you know what, you know, maybe what he did was powerful. And we had lots of outrage on Twitter. Folks angry at Christians being Christians. Mm. It's really odd. People are like, what? You forgave him? And I said, what? Yeah. What do you want us to do? That's kind of what, that's what the book's about. It's about, <laughs> it's about forgiving. I mean, I was a bit confused like that. However, I think even as a Christian, you can still see this and see the behavior of the judge in particular uh, and the police officer as unprofessional. Mm. You know, they're, they're hugging and, and, and making sure she's all right. Not that they shouldn't do so, but it, it seemed as though they went over the, over the top of it. Yeah. And what's interesting is if you flipped the racial picture if it was a black man who broke into uh, essentially an unarmed white woman's house who just eats an ice cream guns her down <laughs> um would she would he be being hugged by the judge and oh no way. Like, having his hair fixed by the police officer no way no way in fact i don't think that the person i don't think that a black man if he was to shot um, shoot down a white woman um in the house would get 10 years i've seen people on beyond scared straight serving time for things much less than murder but having much longer sentences i know that america uh, with the different states have got you know different laws for each state however one thing i do know about that country is that they're very very harsh on not even just murder but even attempted murder and home evasion so the fact that she only got 10 years and the people doing much longer for things like fraud um, for me, I don't think justice was served at all. Yeah, I, I, I have problems with the whole case. I haven't looked into it too thoroughly because obviously we've been concerned on this side of the Atlantic with Brexit, Brexit. which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, it, it was very interesting, I think. You know, I, but again, what a powerful display, though, of forgiveness. Mm. And and you know, it, I mean, I, I, so many people were just dumbfounded that you could sit there and look at the the murderer of your brother and say i love you as a person that's one of the things he said yeah he then said can i have a hug to which the judge said go ahead and he walked over to her and he embraced her and she started crying and she and he says you know i hope you find christ is what he said to, to her it was just so powerful i mm. thought you know but hey from one uh amazing display of resilience to uh 
Okay, a pitiful one. Uh, Brexit uh, is finally reaching its peroration. I know I say this every week, and I must sound like the boy who cried wolf, where I just tell you we're almost done with Brexit. But apparently, we are done because the BBC reports that the EU will decide at the end of this week whether a Brexit deal is gonna be possible. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron told that very same thing to Boris Johnson. Uh, he said that. We will see if an agreement would respect the EU's principles before this week is over. Now, if we don't get a deal by the end of this week, Boris Johnson has told some people, he hasn't told the public yet, but he's told some people that he's going to seek an extension to Brexit. I, I, I'm so tired of talking about Brexit. And, you know, a, a, a friend tweeted the other day, he said, he, what did he tweet? He tweeted, Brexit is so boring. And I kind of quote tweeted him and said, no, it's not. It's really fun. And, he, and then he just said, no, Mike, it's really, really dry, boring. It's just dragging on and it's just fatigue in, in, in the public. Elijah, what do you make of this? I mean, are you kind of done now? Do you still care? Are you just over it? Like, What, what do you think about Brexit and the fact that it may be over at the end of this week? The Brexit vote happened when I was in sixth form. <laughs> I'm now my back final in days. <laughs> back in my days. I'm now my final year of university and oh, that's and, great. And it's matured whole, with you. It's matured with me. Um however, I think it's taken a bit too long. It's probably the longest Mexican standoff I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, um the Latvian Prime Minister and the Finnish Prime Minister both um expressed concerns that Boris Johnson will be able to get Brexit um to happen by October the thirty first, the deadline that he told the whole country that he'll be able to get it done. He said you'd rather be dead in a ditch. <laughs> they expressed with rough. They also expressed concerns that on the 17th, um, when the EU have um, a summit in Brussels, that um, the EU are going to push for another extension. Now, what's Boris Johnson going to do and what does this mean for him? Um, is he going to step down as prime minister? Um, is he going to accept the, uh, accept the extension? Um, I don't know. And frankly... I am really, really tired of this situation. Um, I want it to be over as soon as possible. And I, I, I know that I'm kind of repeating what everybody uh, says, but it is boring. It, it's been dominating the news for as long as I can remember. Well, let me ask you a question then. So, so y did you get a chance to vote in the last referendum? No, I think I was... I was like two months too young because oh, I was no. born. I was born in August, so denied, right at the end. You were denied the democracy. I was denied democracy. So where, where would you... Um, have voted if you got the chance to vote. I know I always make the joke that I would have voted to leave um, to my friends. Is that um, a joke or <laughs> is, that, is that the truth? It's not the truth um, because I would have abstained. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you did kind of abstain. No, no, but that wasn't by choice. Okay, so if I was able let to me get vote, it right, if you're able to vote, you'd have voted. I want to vote because I just didn't know enough. But you, you just want to have the choice. I just want to have the choice. <laughs> Right. I think that's why they said that young people shouldn't be able to vote. I think that's why we should never lower the voting age. Oh, no, no, no. I think I think that I'm at that choice at 18, so I wouldn't want to imagine what I'll be thinking yeah, switch at it back 16. Up. You know, it's interesting that lowering the voting age. Uh, the voting age, obviously, um, you know, before 1969, was 21. And um, when, when, when there was a big move to lower the voting age to 18, one of the big, obviously, uh, kind of 
those who 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 didn't agree with the with the lower end said that they're they're way too young. They're idiots, quite frankly. Mm. Now, of course, I know thirty four year olds who are also idiots. So you know, it's it's it's, it's you know, you, you it's a it's a hard argument to make. But I do think most seventeen year olds, unless there's a comprehensive, you know, political education or some sort of civic, uh, kind of you know, duties lesson, I just don't think they'll vote, or at least I think they'll be easily bought by um you know free tuition <gasps> oh yeah yeah um i had i had a great debate about that in in sixth form during one of my form periods um i asked oh, i asked so young i asked the women during one of my, oh, my form days. periods <laughs> we have a debate about tuition fees Actually, what school did you go to out of curiosity so I went to a school in West London um, it's called Arc Burlington Danes Academy um, sounds awfully fancy it, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> fancy <laughs> it, it was actually probably the best school that I've been to because um, my secondary school was, was in was in Peckham St. Thomas Apostle College it's doing really really well now did you say Apostle I say Apostle <laughs> I grew up around Nigerians I'm going to say it like that <laughs> Apostle do you carry on um, but yeah, so we're just we're just having this this kind of debate um, about why somebody will want to vote for Labour in the next general election. It was, it was 2017, um, I believe, and they're just rattling off, yeah, free housing, free tuition fees. I, I, and I asked them, so where's the money going to come from? I just kept on digging and digging, and they just got flustered and just started, you know, arguing with emotion. The Tories, this, the Tories, that. Um, you um, you sound like a Tory. I'm a centrist. Everyone's a centrist. I am definitely a centrist. I, I, I am not an ideologue. Um, so I vote depending on what I think is best for the country. So what do you think is best for the country right now? So we, we, we reached this impasse in Brexit. Yeah. What do you think is best for the country? As a young, passive onlooker, um, probably not that passive, but no, what, what's, what's best for the country now? What, what are your spidey senses? Saying? So in terms of Brexit, what's best for the country? I think we should just leave. Um, simply because we've had the vote with a no deal because I mean we all want to leave mm. but what do you mean just leave you mean even if we can't strike a deal we should just leave mm. that would be detrimental Ooh. see that's a very good question no one's actually asked me that question before are you, are you, you must be joking this is the biggest debate right now Honestly, should we have a no deal or have a, or, or try to strike up some sort of deal uh, by the 19th um, Boris Johnson says he, he has to get a deal unless mm. Um, based on the Ben Act, he has to actually request an extension. So we have to kick the can down the proverbial road again. So, so what, what, what's your take on this? I mean, of course, I know you don't have all the answers. Yeah. But, but you know, based on someone who's a centrist, who's a pragmatist, you're not, you're not an ideologue, as you said. I'm not ideologue. So, so what, what seems like what we should be doing right now? The most, the most practical thing, as in the thing that is that. The thing that will make Brexit happen um, the quickest would be if there's a no-deal Brexit um, because that is what the EU would want um, and the UK would actually be able to find any leave so, so both parties are getting partially what they want. The um, EU don't want a no-deal. Oh. Um, they don't because it, a no-deal would be, would be detrimental to both people, uh, the EU and us. Um, a no-deal would mean pretty much years and years of all the different um treaties and laws and and everything would would just stop mm. right and there would be problems at the ports uh we would have essentially overnight we would just all the legislation we've signed over years would just become null 
And so you can imagine all the issues. You have to one by one pick Renegotiate, up the pieces. Renegotiate, yeah. And it, 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 I mean, it... it one other thing that's interesting when you say let's just leave with a no deal as though we th that's impossible you, you, you a no deal really is a yes to lots of new deals that we have to strike up with individual parties with individual legislations we have to sort out a cap rebate how that's going to work that's, that's called the common agricultural policy the common fisheries policy there's, there's so much we have to sort out so the notion that you just leave and we're done we're taking our ball and going away is like well it's not that easy unfortunately but hey I don't know man I, I think I, I'm like you even as a close observer of brexit um i'm tired as well mm. i mean i sound tired i'm just i just had enough of it i just want to leave. you speak about this week in week out as well so it must be we extra do. tiring for you we do I, I mean i read i mean this is a sad thing of being in the news business i guess i all i do is watch news I know that sounds like really boring. It's actually quite fun because there are lots of different <laughs> news channels. And of course, the political climate right now is one that we'll discuss in history with lots of curiosity forever. So there we go. Uh, now, I know from one crazy story to another, Trump and the Ukraine. So as you know, the Democrats have officially began impeachment proceedings. But as the breaking news, a second whistleblower has come forward in this impeachment case against Donald Trump. Um, according to the lawyers, they are going to be representing the first one. Uh, Mark Zaid told ABC News that the second person has intelligence, right, or, or, or was an intelligence officer, has intelligence um, about the actual dealings of Trump in Ukraine. So this is this is it's hotting up quite a bit. Uh, Mr. Zaid said that uh, the person had first-hand knowledge of the allegations associated with a phone call. As we know, the impeachment inquiry that which has began and it's Democrat-led in the Congress, they are waiting. They, they have been waiting for this because they, they've always wanted someone with more direct information. And now they're thinking this whistleblower might, might be their man. Elijah, I know you love Donald Trump. And there is a hero. Oh of my days! Um, <laughs> These are all jokes. Um, <laughs> what he didn't mention is the fact that I love Donald Trump's Twitter account. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah. Him as a person, well, that's that's up for debate. Okay, well, okay, so you you, you like him as a president, not uh, as a person. I like his Twitter account. What do you mean his Twitter account? He, he just <laughs> the way he tweets um, and the way he acts of a world leaders just in public. Well, I laugh. You don't think it's dangerous? <laughs> I find it funny. Okay, because you, uh, I'm saying, do you think it's dangerous or you, you just don't, you not, don't think it matters? Not necessarily. Um, so if the president because, tweeted, uh, black people are this, you don't think other people might embolden white nationalists, you don't, you, you don't I mean, all the uh, patent shootings, I mean, all these kind I of mean, things. You don't, you don't of think course, it. things like that, um, you know, they're not acceptable, but I'm talking about like when it's going back it's and forth. It's funny. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna present the other side because some people listen to me. I go, you think he's funny when he poses a threat to the lives of ordinary citizens that, every single day. That is clearly not funny. But when he is going back and forth um, with North Korea, when I know he's not gonna send any missiles or nukes, um, it's to me it, it just makes me chuckle. That well, what if North Korea send missiles? I mean, we've got due process on uh, in the West. Yeah. Um, and the president, I mean, there was a massive 
you remember there was a debate he was having about with uh, another president, like my button's bigger than yours. Um, a very <laughs> phallic, yeah, very weird reference. But but anyways, the truth is, he, there is no button really. Yeah, uh, there's a set of codes that has to be, um, you know, first he has to be agreed by the by the uh, I forget the name. Essentially, there's a there's a, there's a set of processes that things have to go through before any missiles will ever be launched. But in in North Korea, I'm not so sure. But I don't think there's due process. <laughs> I don't think they'll be that daft um, to. Are you joking? To send it. I hope so. I hope so. I I, I kind of see the world for my for my own like logical lens. So, okay. So logically, if I was the president of North Korea, and, or, or and the you Premier, think North Korea is logical? North Korea, they're not logical, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hoping to, to any little ounce of logic that, um, that the dictator, what's <clears throat> his name, has got. Yeah, because the dictator is obviously logical. I mean, that's why he's a dictator. In fact, he's a dictator who caused himself a democratically elected dictator. I mean, I mean, a lot of dictators t- typically are illogical. G- uh, uh, Colonel Gaddafi called himself a colonel he, that's not even the highest <laughs> rank you can have and he's in charge you know north korea is called a democratic republic there's nothing democratic about it when you're a dictator you make all the rules yeah but, okay, why, so but why would you call yourself a colonel of all things why would you call yourself you know king or 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 superintendent like why why a colonel I don't know. Maybe to look humble. I, I don't know. I don't know. Gaddafi. Yeah, that's one thing Gaddafi was very <laughs> humble. Um, right. So you're saying that you find Donald Trump's Twitter account funny. funny. Yeah. I mean, some tweets funny. Not his whole account, but certain tweets make me laugh. Okay. So back to impeachment. Then. Back to impeachment. Do you think he should be impeached for what he did? Essentially, uh, he's boasted about it in public. Mm. Even so, I mean, Donald Trump is interesting. He's one of those people who, who I think one of these things is if I do it in public, then. I can't be caught for it. Yeah. Like, and he thinks, so like after this all happened and, and the case came out in public, he then said it again. He was like, yeah, I think, I think uh, the Ukraine should investigate uh, Hunter Biden, who's Joe, uh, Joe Biden's son. Um, he was on the board of a gas company, I believe, or an energy company in Ukraine. So he was like, they should investigate. I was like, you can't do this. You can't mm. solicit help from a foreign in some cases with Russia adversary, but also um, also generally foreign powers to investigate and to get involved in the US general election. You can't do that. And you keep doing it. So do you think he should be impeached? If they can bring the evidence, as in they can bring a case and they can charge him with, um, with you know, <clears throat> with crimes, then oh, of course he should be impeached. But the Democratic Party have wanted Donald Trump impeached since the day he he stepped into office probably since the second he swore his oath so in terms of these new whistleblowers i i don't know if we should take this seriously or not because we've had this whole case with um, hillary clinton the fbi look if the democratic party can put up an actual case that and, and start impeachment proceedings um and it's convincing enough yeah he should go but for the time being it just sounds like another for the time being, you're, you're gonna enjoy his tweets i'm gonna enjoy his tweets for the time being <laughs> you you strike me as a closer Trump supporter. Oh my days. Wow. If it, why? How? So for everything you've said so far. No, I, just, I, just, I just like facts on the table before I, you know, start God, giving fact, my two pence. facts on the table is there, is there was a call. We have the transcript of the call. In fact, some texts came out recently mm. between, I think, one of his aides or two of his aides. Um, one saying, oh yeah, after the, after the phone call we just had, I think it's crazy what the president did. And then five hours later, a response um, by another aide saying, the, the the president didn't do anything. Uh, let's stop talking on text. 
<laughs> which is very very abrupt end to a conversation also very suspicious mm. um but anyways i think you're right the facts should obviously determine things but my my, my kind of worry is that people don't really care about the facts anymore mm. now they're just thinking well you know as you said is this just a partisan hit job is this just a witch hunt where mm. the democrats want him out and and you know the elections are the next year but yeah. it seems as though they want him out out no. before then um uh, you know, and and I think public perception does matter because if if people think he's only out because folks wanted him out and and pretty much invented and found the evidence to get him out, mm. then that kind of debases the whole point of impeachment. And before you know it, you know the same thing is going to happen to the Democratic president if we get that uh, Elizabeth Warren, Warren of, Warren of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you think the general mood in the public is for this? In, in the UK, um, I well in my circles, they shouldn't speak about it. Um, they don't worry about anything on the other side of the Atlantic. But um, if they're anything like me, um, well, they want him to stay. They, they want him to stay. They, they love him. <laughs> we love Donald. Um, no, nah, I'm joking. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if they're anything like me, um, again, those just want just want a real um, process to start um, and for us to find out, you know, all the facts, um, everything, because things have been hidden, um, you know, from the run up to the election to the actual election itself, um, till you know, to the point where we are at now. So um, if all those if, if if all those secrets can be can be you know kind of dug out um, from wherever it's buried, um, and we can make a decision on that, um, that'd be great. But for the time being, we just gotta we just gotta accept what they what they're throwing at us. Okay. Oh, it's so sad, man. I, I get so tired sometimes when I talk about politics. I think I'm having one of those weeks where I'm just like, meh, can we just change the song already? It's like having a song on repeat like 500 times. After a while, it's just you just don't dance anymore. You just go, next one, please. Mm. But um, our jargon buster this week, we're going to take a look at what the term whistleblower means because we've kind of said it many, many times. A whistleblower, it's a whistleblower. But what is a whistleblower? Of course, some of us may be thinking about a referee. Uh, who has a whistle and blows it. But a whistleblower is essentially a person who exposes uh, secretive information or activity that is deemed illegal, unethical, or not correct uh, within a private or public organization. So they, they have various access to different things. Um, and in the US, they have protection in the, in the US government. Um, so, you know, the information of the alleged... Uh, wrongdoing or even you know, behavior may be classified in many ways, right? So they have to kind of go through the typical channels there are in the organization to make a formal complaint that, hey, here's what's happening. Uh, um, um, here's the alleged wrongdoing. And then the process goes on. So in the USA, with a whistleblower we had uh, regarding Donald Trump, uh, essentially the House Judiciary Committee has to decide whether said behavior was wrong or not. Um, and once they present the information to the House, the Congress, they then begin proceedings, bring every, the case up to a trial. Then the Senate have to have the trial and then they have to decide whether he's guilty or not guilty. To be very, very clear, only two presidents have been impeached. And both times the Congress uh, agreed uh, to impeachment, but the Senate didn't. You know, so, so you know, Donald Trump, for the most part, maybe I, I think he will be impeached uh, by, by Congress. But I don't think the Senate will hold up so, the vote. So how does that work out? How can you? How, how come you know 
Congress and, and the Senate not agreed to have somebody impeached, but still have that person impeached. Removed. Yeah, no, impe- impeachment just means the le- the trials are the, the legal charges are being brought to them. Okay. Impeachment doesn't mean removal from office. That's All the right. second thing. Removal from office uh, typically happens one if the person in office has any dignity. Yeah. And goes, I've been impeached. I ought to like leave. Right. Mm. Um. There's 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 credible uh the party turns on them and, the, yeah. and they they can't govern anymore in the uk it would be the same as not having a majority mm. when your own party say we don't want anything to do with you and the, the next best thing you can do is is leave basically because that's what that's what typically happens because it's happened such few times in history there's no precedent yeah about how to deal with it so it, no one really knows I and mean, even what i said now could be now in about in a couple of minutes because we just don't know what's coming up Elijah just just uh, kicked my feet that's back so. um, it, it happens it happens it's because I'm not talking good about Trump and you're angry right I'm not angry at all <laughs> Trump's, Trump's going nowhere he may be impeached uh, but gosh. I don't think he'll be removed now the other thing of course is Elijah you're here because you are spearheading or leading a North 30 so you, you gave us a bit of an introduction but tell us a bit about North 30 I guess how people can get involved as well because we spoke about it last week a bit but seeing as you're the horse's mouth Oh, so that sounds like an insult. It does. That's actually a compliment. Uh, although your face is, I'm joking. I am. I am absolutely. I've been insulted on the podcast. I'm, I'm offended. No, no, no. You don't. <laughs> like, you don't like a horse at all. Oh, well, thank you, mate. Um, <laughs> let us know how we can get involved in North Thirty. How people can nominate people. Why we're doing it. Essentially, what's going on? But give us a nice, short, bite size. I'm on the way to work. You're speaking to my ear. Mm. In a version. Mm. Um, okay, so first of all, spearheading is a strong word. Um, I like the word editor. I prefer that word. Spearheaded makes me sound a lot powerful, much more powerful than I am. But in essence, North 30 is the, the common sense uh, network of challenging the perception that to have a successful career in any industry, um, you need to be based in London, which is where, um, admittedly, a lot of attention and, and, and resources um, is focused in so, how can you get involved? Well, it's easy. Um, if you go to our website, tcsnetwork.co.uk, or you go to any of our social media um, um, platforms, so Twitter and, and on Instagram, um, we're at um, TCS Network. There should be a link in, in, in either of the bios. If you can't find the link there, just go to our latest posts or tweets, and you'll find the link there. And you just nominate somebody. So, you fill out a short form, um, s- state their name, what category or what industry you think that they're killing things in, um, a short bio as well, and you send it it actually literally takes two minutes to nominate somebody um, if you feel like as if you yourself you are you are doing great things um, nominate yourself nominate yourself you know there's there's no harm in being confident um, so yeah just get involved um, it's a great initiative um, and 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 it's something that 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 we actually want um, to do to help um, those in the north who are killing things <laughs> killing things, things. I, 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 I tell you what we're, 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 we're millennials aren't we so when we say killing things what we mean is doing really well trailblazing yeah. outliers I think folks think this is a sort of murder list <laughs> no, <laughs> Amber Geiger should not be on this list <laughs> um, although it's another reward they might give her who knows wow uh, <laughs> that, that was low <laughs> I've had enough okay <laughs> I, I'm just kidding but yeah no please do you get involved in North 30 we need your help to make it successful um, we want to really spotlight these amazing people who are uh, killing the game 
<laughs> so please, please, please do share this podcast. Um, we want more people to hear about this, and we want more people to get involved. And of course, you can just tweet us um, with the hashtag LTCS with any of the things we've discussed. And if you want to give your thoughts on Amber Gaijo, on Brexit, or on Ukraine, do drop, do use that podcast to share some of your thoughts. And hey, listen, this is our fourth episode. We're just getting started. We want to put more out. And in fact, there might be some surprise episodes during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, please get involved in the conversation and do make North 30 known by different people. <gasps> okay, we've come to my favorite part of the podcast. We're going to be talking about, well, we're not going to talk about anything. We're just, just, did you see this? Right. Mm. So, first one. Did you see a new Joker movie was released this week? Have you seen it? I've seen it. I saw it last night, in fact. Mm, what did you think? I think it was a good movie. Um, I was there with my friends. But you always say everything's a good movie. No, it's always certain types of movies. Do you think I would like it? How depraved are you? That's a, that's a really hard question. So do you like kind of, you know, dark? Thi- no, you like dark comedy. You like dark humor. So I'm, I'm assuming that you'll like Joker as well. It's... Is it's it's well paced. Um, the plot makes makes a lot of sense. Um, which isn't you know given for DC movies. Um, and I, I just how dare you? I say how Marvel dare Marvel movies are for children. What are you talking about? Marvel movies are, is things excellent. explode and people say one-liners. That is the summation of most Marvel movies. Classic one, timeless one-liners. I'm sorry if you aren't you can't be a comic book guy and like Marvel. Oh, I'm not a comic book guy. Oh, I'm just a movie guy. Like explosions. I just like explosions. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Uh, But but yeah, maybe it is for you then. Yeah, perhaps perhaps. But Joker was was actually really good. Um, Mm. I enjoyed it. The person who I was sitting with, um, one of my friends. Can I drop his name? Depends. His name's Fuller. Um, so he was he was laughing throughout the whole thing, calling it tapped. So tapped means that it's, it's a bit crazy, it's a bit mad. So I feel like you need to have a certain type of humor, um, or, or or just or just have a certain kind of stomach um, to watch the movie. Or, or so you'll be like you'll be like the lady behind us who kept on saying, "Oh my God, how can he do that?" I'm just saying, it's, it's a movie. Yeah, but Chill at least out. she's enjoying the movie. I love people like that when people get involved and they're like, actually, like, no way, no, no, no way. No, but like she was doing it in a way where. Where she's like watching a crime happen on the street, like oh man, how could he? I was like, look, stop it. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, okay, so maybe it's good. I mean, I only ask you because I know DC haven't had the best run of films oh, in the no, last they few haven't. years. Um, and while Marvel just seems like they're just taking over the whole world with just they, they make everything to a spin-off Marvel <laughs> film itself. Like I, I feel like there's an extra in like a film who like trips over and they're like, "There's a story." There's there a story there. Yeah. And then before you know, it's like the man who tripped up. <laughs> that's a Trip man. That's a new three-part series. So um, interesting. I might have to go watch it at some stage. But I don't think it's as good as um, Heath Ledger. Some people said that this Joker. I don't, I don't know the name of the actor, um, the person who plays the Joker. But some people are saying that he's better than Heath Ledger. Really? Yeah. No. No. You okay. don't. You, you don't win an Oscar after you die for no reason. Okay. Well, guys, let's let's go take a look at it. And, and uh, I shouldn't say guys. I just misgendered some people. Probably. It's okay. It's okay. Um, people, humans, Homo sapiens. Because some people don't even identify it's, as humans. It's, yeah, sure. Forces, beings, <laughs> <laughs> spirits. Do <laughs> 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 <So you> go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is. <laughs> I'm laughing at, at how I could carry on for like three minutes. I've got so many things. He, he really, he really can. 
Um, anywho, let's just stop there. Um, go watch the film. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you did you see um, the last UFC fight? A Nigerian man uh, who's known by his alias Style Bender. The last Style won, Bender won won the la won the middleweight championship, yep. didn't he? Yep. What are your thoughts on this? So Israel Adesanya, Omo Omo Yoruba, um, he dethroned. What is that Omo Yoruba? Is you, that a song? Or? You definitely know what that means. No, I don't. I would like, do not miss um, miss culture me. When we turn off these microphones, we're going to speak in Yoruba, and you're going to be fluent. No, we're not because you don't <laughs> speak Yoruba. So let's stop there. Shh, don't speak, speak, don't speak, lie. If you speak Yoruba, say something right now to the thousands and thousands of people listening to us. Go ahead. Uh-uh. See, that's not only offensive. <laughs> it's, it's also it's also what? below. What? It's, it's below you. It is. It actually was. That you was that was made, pretty low. You made a sound that monkeys make, pretty much. We make so, that. We Nigerians do so make that sound. So monkeys in shock. We do it in shock when you've heard bad news. We, we say ah ah. We no, but ah. It depends on. It's like you're scra- I mean, you might as well be scratching. You guys can't see him, but he's essentially scratching his armpits at the same time. Most definitely not. In fact, you see, ah ah um, has got many, many different uh-uh. tones, but it's got different tones, so it can mean many different things. Go ahead. So you can have ah ah in shock, or it can be ah ah as in, in confusion. Um, yeah, shock it can and mean. confusion are pretty much. They're quite close. Yeah, they are quite close. Um, but um, how you pronounce the as. I'm going to stop there um, so again did you enjoy the fight did you think it was a good fight I mean should people get into UFC UFC seems very it seems like a very um, select group of people like uh, UFC yeah um, people like violence um, people also like the technical side of mixed martial arts because it's actually pretty complicated and um, and there's many different um, disciplines and skill sets they need to learn but in terms of Israel Desanya great fight um, he knocked out Robert um, in the second round um, with a, I think it was a, a left hook. Um, a lot of people weren't happy with me um, in the build up to the fight because I kept on saying that I'm not sure if he's good enough, not sure if he's good enough. What is right? Yeah, but the things that in these in these sports, I'm very very wary of um, of kind of like one hit wonders because especially in the UFC it happens all the time. So I'm I'm always the guy who waits until somebody cleans out the whole division before they kind of like get behind the fighter. Uh, but apart from that, it was a great display. And he looks like he's got talent. Yeah, I watched it as well. It, it, it looks pretty interesting. It's pretty good. Um, now, did you see this? The first episode of The Apprentice came out last week. Oh. What did you make of it? I mean, we discussed it with Afshan last week. Did you? I mean, what do you think about this, this first episode? First episode was it was interesting. Um, the woman won somehow. Um, oh, the women, okay. The, cool. the women won somehow. The women's team. There are there's a lot of dead weight in that team. Um, that just needs to go immediately um my favorite character is definitely lewis <laughs> so love you said character my de- a character my different <laughs> person <laughs> but he, he he's a character you know um, when we asked about selling tickets he said you know 16 tickets we can show that will be a piece of piss and i, I, I was i was laughing and i, I, I just enjoyed we did say this podcast came with an advisory warning so, so i appreciate i apologize for that language oh <laughs> <laughs> I apologized. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I only bring it up because a friend messaged me because I I put it up on my Instagram that I uh, I, wa- like, I was like this is a funny show and a yeah. friend was like you watch this nonsense, Mike. You're better than this. What? And I said that's just a bit of fun. It's just a fun show and yeah, it is. It's it's just interesting. I mean, it's one of those things where you know, and, and I guess another question I ask for you just before we wrap up is, I mean, do you? I mean, do you think? Just I mean, I haven't seen the numbers yet, but do you think people are still watching it or are people tired? I mean, what do you think? 
in my immediate area in, in Manchester, more more people are watching it. Um, it's a bit annoying though, isn't it? When it is. People, it really when is. When more people watch your show and they're like giving their feedback, you're, their like, f- you're not even a you're not even a fan. So then when I told you on Wednesday that I was invited to a few places to watch The Apprentice, each one of those groups, this is the first season ever, and I was I was just shocked. So so why all of a sudden do you want to watch The Apprentice when it's not even? But the quality has been dropping since 2014. It's a shame because there's there's some there's some amazing Mark Wright and yeah, oh Mark Wright's amazing. And yeah, some amazing. I mean, I remember last ep- last uh, season where a woman was turned down because she was too good. Which is, <laughs> which is, it's like playing a football match. Yeah. Someone's amazing. You're like, no, oh, let's, no, take him I, off. I, let's take him off. I like a crap. <laughs> it made no sense, but there you go. Anyways, oh, Elijah, it's been so much fun. Thank so you. much time has passed and it doesn't feel like anything. It actually doesn't. Um, and I'm glad to, 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 to have been here. Hopefully you come more times. I mean, we were meant to record this yesterday. Yesterday, yes. But um, because of your... your um, Let's not say anything. Let's We're now anything. recording at the very early hours of the morning. And I've got a lecture in an hour and five minutes. That's, uh, that's quite something. That's quite something. So. Well, listen, it was fun having you anyways. Folks, as we said, this podcast is brought to you by the Common Sense Network. We create spaces for opposite sides to come together and talk, engage um, on ideas. Um, what we would love for you to do is to share this podcast. If you haven't done so, do subscribe. That way you know when things are coming out. And in fact, we've got a special episode coming out this week. Uh, we're not going to tell you when. It's just going to pop up on your screen and you'll have a chance to listen to it. Um, and yes, uh, follow us on socials, TCS Network on everything. And this North 30 uh, malarkey, you must get involved. It's going to help so many different people. So please, if you haven't done so, nominate your friend, nominate yourself, nominate someone who you think should be on the list. And in December, we will announce the full list. They'll be published. We'll celebrate them. We'll have an event. It's going to be so much fun. But from us, you know, we don't have a sign out yet. This is like a thing I have where everything I do, I I just say bye. You didn't have one for a YouTube channel either. I know. It's so sad. But hey, listen. Keep talking sense. common sense. Ah, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Dang it. Keep talking <laughs> sense. Keep talking sense. Uh. I did have an idea, like a common sense revolution. No, no, that's, that's, that's too much. Much yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> common sense army. I was like, Mike, slow down. Okay, let's just let's just say no, until next week. Until next week. Ciao.